Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 186, looking at 2 Chronicles 20 and 21, and then Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 through 38. And as we go into 2 Chronicles, the people of God are once again under threat of battle against their enemies. They fear complete destruction. The response of the king is to humble himself before God. He goes to God in prayer and specifically appeals to his mercy. Now I want you to note verse 6 where the king points out that God rules over all, that he has the upper and right hand, and it's through God that there is victory, for none can go against God and actually win. The king relies on the Lord in times of trouble. And so then I want you to note verse 15, and that is the Lord's response. When he sees such faith, the response is, Do not be afraid, don't be dismayed, the battle is mine, not yours. What I love about this response is that God takes on the battle. There's nothing to fear if God battles, for God will always bring victory. If he is involved, victory is guaranteed. When we fight the battle on our own, we will likely lose, but with God, victory is guaranteed. It is for this reason we need not fear. In fact, we can remove ourselves from the battle and let God show us how he will win. Essentially, the lesson is not to take matters into our own hands, rather place the matter in God's hand so that victory would be possible. I think we need to learn this in the battle against sin. We humanly will not win. That is why we need to go to God to win against the battle of sin. We need to place the battle in his hands and wage war against it through Christ. We now head into Matthew's Gospel and we have multiple scenes today of Jesus healing various ailments and sicknesses. In each one, we see the power of Christ at work. What I want to concentrate on is actually the final couple of verses of chapter 9. You see, massive crowds were coming to Jesus for healing, for the truth, and to meet this incredible person. Hundreds, thousands just kept coming. Jesus would heal one, and then another ten would appear. The work was immense and never-ending, and Jesus looks upon the crowd that continues to grow and declares that the harvest is plentiful, the people are here and ready and willing to place faith in Jesus. However, the labourers are few. There are few who are able and willing to do the work of Christ for the sake of God's glory. Notice what we're commanded to do. We're commanded to pray. Not that many would be healed or that the crowds would expand, but that there would be more people to undertake the work. The Lord Jesus mourns over the fact that so few will stand up, firstly, living a holy life, and then secondly, working for the sake of the kingdom. We're to pray that more would join the work, that more would seek to be part of the bigger picture, and that more would want to help others meet Jesus. Now, when we consider our current society and our current situation in church, very few still enter ministry training or even see full-time commitment to ministry as something that would be desirable. In fact, churches don't really have plans on how to develop next-generation leaders. They kind of just wait until it happens. We need to be earnest in prayer, seeking the Lord to convict those who are faithful to him to dedicate their lives to be a labourer for the kingdom. However, we're to do more than that. We need to establish clear pathways to ministry training so that we make it easier to choose the Lord over the world. We need to show the blessing of ministry, not just the we'll just take any one approach. We need to train and develop the next generation. The long and short of it is this. We need to pray and then proactively seek workers for the kingdom. People need to hear about Jesus. So what are we doing about that need? Let's pray. 
Father, we do indeed pray for the workers to appear, to be developed, to be nurtured, so that the kingdom would have many labourers and would go out and speak Jesus and bring the good news of new life in Christ to the nations. Father, we pray that as we do that, that we will not fight battle against sin on our own or or battle against temptation on our own or battle against a struggle in ministry on our own. Father, we pray that we would place that battle in your hands so that there would be victory because we know that no one can go against God and win because God always guarantees victory. And so, Father, we pray we would have faith in you and we'd work for you and that would inspire others to do the same. So we pray this in your name. Amen.